0: Welcome to the LifeHouse Message Podcast. Please make sure to follow or subscribe to this so that you can get all the latest messages. We hope that you are inspired, empowered, and encouraged by the message today. Let's enjoy. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to church. I hope you're enjoying the service so far. Um, right now, at LifeHouse, we're doing our series talking about as we get closer to God, we get closer to generosity. I really hope it's been blessing and lifting your lives. And today, the title for our message is "Heart Enlargement." I want to talk about how, as we get closer to Jesus, He can continue to enlarge and grow our hearts, which leads to bigger lives. I want to read a quick scripture in Proverbs 11, verse 24. This is from the Message translation. It says, "The world of the generous gets larger and larger." while the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. And um, obviously, so we can see two paths here. Um, One is our hearts become more generous, our lives get bigger. And one is our hearts become more stingy, our lives get smaller and smaller. I don't don't know about you, but if I had to choose between a bigger life or a smaller life, a generous life or a stingy life, I want to choose a generous, bigger life because I believe God created you and He created me with great purposes. You are not a mistake. You are part of God's design and your life has great meaning and God wants you to live a bigger life with Him. So today we're going to look at a great story in the Bible where we see a man who, as he came close to Jesus, uh, he experienced his heart being enlarged and his life getting bigger. So this story is found in Luke chapter 19. And this is when Jesus was here on the earth and he was doing his public ministry, which means he was going and teaching people about God and God's kingdom. Uh, He was praying and seeing people set free from all sorts of things and seeing people healed, doing miracles. And at this part of his life... um, the word had gotten out. People knew about Jesus. And whenever, wherever He went, there were great crowds of people. They were so eager to hear Jesus, uh, to experience some of Jesus. Maybe they needed a miracle themselves. I'm sure a lot of them did. So we're going to read a story, one of these scenes where Jesus is out and this whole big group of people have come to see Jesus, this incredible crowd. So we're going to read from verse 2. It says a man was there by the name Zacchaeus he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy he wanted to see who Jesus was but because he was short he could not see over the crowd so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way when Jesus reached the spot he looked up and said to him Zacchaeus come down immediately i must stay at your house today so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Um, let's just stop there because we need to understand the significance of Jesus inviting Zacchaeus because of who Zacchaeus was. It says he was the chief tax collector, and at this time the Jewish people were under the rule of the Romans, and the Romans um, demanded very high taxes from the Jewish people. And the Romans would often employ Jewish people to be the tax collectors. And all the Romans cared about was that they got enough taxes, um, which meant that a lot of these tax collectors were basically given a license to steal. They could basically go to anyone and say, you owe the Romans this amount. And if they didn't pay, they would go to jail. So basically, they had these licenses to take as much money as they want, pocket the extra, pay the Romans what they were due, and they, they were lived often quite wealthy um, lives because of this. So as you can imagine, these people were not popular. These people were probably not respected by the Jewish people, maybe even hated or despised. Um, probably not a big leap to say that for some people at least. So this was not the kind of person you wanted to be associated with. You didn't want to be caught being friends with a tax collector. You didn't want to be caught getting any benefits from these tax collectors. These were not good people to be associated with. And Jesus And think about this, in this big, massive crowd, all these people he could have chosen to go and have dinner at their house with, he goes up to the tax collector who's up in a tree and says, Zacchaeus, I wanna have dinner at your house. So let's read on, verse seven. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said, "'Lord, look, here now I give half of my possessions to the poor, "'and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, "'I will pay back four times the amount.' "'Jesus said to him, "'Today salvation has come to this house "'because this man too is a son of Abraham. "'For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost.'" Wow, so something incredible happened at this dinner party. I don't know about you, but I would have loved to have been at the dinner party to see the whole scene. We don't really know what happened at this dinner party, but we can see the results of what happened. We can see the outcome here. So I just want to pull out a few observations from the story, things that really stuck out to me. Uh, The first is that being around Jesus can bring radical life change. Obviously, Zacchaeus going into this meeting, maybe he had some desire to change. Maybe he had a heart of, I'm not quite happy with my life. I've got all this money, but I don't have any friends. I don't have respect from a lot of people. Maybe I'm even looked down and hated by a lot of people. Maybe he had some desire to change, but his lifestyle was still pretty bad. He was still stealing money. He was still abusing his power. Taking advantage of people. Um, he wasn't living a good life. But throughout this dinner, something radical happened because the action he took that's the only action you can take from true inside life change. Um, He was a wealthy man. He loved his money. It was obviously very important to him and it was probably all that he had to really be boastful about. It was all that he had to really claim any, any sort of significance. It was his wealth. But when he spent this time with Jesus over the course of this dinner, we don't know how long it is. We don't know how much they talk. We don't know what Jesus shared with him. All we know is that Zacchaeus was with Jesus and after the time of being with Jesus after being close to Jesus and probably having an open heart, his life was radically changed because not only was he going to give half of his money to the poor, not only was he going to pay back the people he cheated, but he was going to pay them back four times the amount. Now I want to say that's a generous act, especially from somebody who loves money as much as Zacchaeus would have loved money. So something incredible happened when he got around Jesus. And it's just like with people, right? When you get Get around people; they're gonna influence you. They're gonna have an impact on you. And uh, recently, I was—I was, I had a bit of a moment where I realized that even my—I have a four-year-old son, Jaden. He's a lot of fun. He talks a lot. He's so much—he's so much joy. And, um, and I really actually realized how the things that he likes are starting to even influence me. Um, so he really likes construction vehicles. So whenever we're out and about and we see like a big excavator or a big crane, I'm always like, we're always pointing them out to each other. So Jane was like, Oh daddy, look at that. Look at that excavator. And uh, I'll say, Oh, Jay, look at that huge crane. And. And I realized that um, maybe this is influencing me more than uh, I realized because now wherever, even if I'm not with Jaden, I'm like, I'm looking at cranes and excavators and starting to recognize different models and different brands. And even the other day, I was, um, I was in a car with, uh, with a friend and um, we don't know each other that well. And um, new friendship and anyway, he was driving me somewhere. And uh, we just listened to some music, and uh, as we we're driving back. And then, as we we're going past, I saw this big yard with, you know, um, big construction yard with a whole bunch of excavators. And I swear, I was this close to shouting out in our my my excited voice, "Whoa, look, excavators!" <laughs> and I was just about to yell out, and I just caught myself. So even with people, even me and my four year old son, just being around him, being around what he likes, being around what he enjoys, has an impact on our lives. And think how much more when we get close to Jesus, the creator of the universe, the God who loves you, the God of miraculous power, think how much He can influence our lives. He can influence our hearts when we get close to Him. I want to encourage you, the closer you get to Jesus, the more you're going to experience radical life change. The second thing that really stands out to me is that Jesus wasn't put off by Zacchaeus' current life. We already covered that Zacchaeus' life was not a good life. It was not a life you want to reproduce. Uh, It was not a life you want to be associated with. But that didn't scare Jesus. That didn't worry Jesus. And I love that thought that no matter who you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter what your lifestyle has been, even up until this very moment, whether that's good, bad, somewhere in between, uh, it's one of the extremes. Jesus loves you and he wants to be close to you and I think that was very significant that Jesus out of all the people he could have had dinner with there was probably incredibly um, there was probably some incredible people there um, that everyone respected that everyone looked up to that were good role models that that maybe even deserved to have time with Jesus at that moment but Jesus, chose the sinner, Zacchaeus. Jesus chose the thief, Zacchaeus. And I think that really speaks to the heart of God that no matter who you are, no matter where you're at, Jesus' desire is to be close to you today. Come on, isn't that encouraging? He wants to be close to you. But the next observation is that Jesus loved him enough to want to see his heart Enlarge. See, Jesus was close, wanted to be close to Zacchaeus, wanted to love him regardless of his life, but he also loved him enough to leave him the way he was. Jesus knew that if Zacchaeus didn't change, if Zacchaeus's heart couldn't enlarge, if he couldn't learn to live a generous life, loving other people, caring for other people, Jesus knew that Zacchaeus's future wasn't good. Jesus knew that he was was living a small, stingy, lonely life. And when someone truly loves you, they want the best for you. They want to love you and accept you as you are now, but they want to see your life lifted and changed to live out the full potential. And that is God's heart, the heart of the Father for you. He will always love you. He will always accept you no matter what, but He loves you so much. He wants to see your heart enlarged so we can live out the great, big, generous lives that we were created to live. There's a scripture I really love in John 3.30, and it says He, Jesus, must become more important while I become less important. I think if we want Jesus to enlarge our hearts, we have to get get used to the thought of we have to think less about ourselves. We have to be less self-centered. We have to be more Jesus-centered. Now, this is a journey. And it's a great journey we can go on together. We can encourage each other in this journey. And with Jesus helping us, we can learn to live bigger lives. So how? How can Jesus enlarge your heart? You're saying, yes, I want a bigger heart. I want to be enlarged. I want to live more generous. I want my life not to just be about me. I want my life to be about others and God and His kingdom. How can we do it? I want to give you two practical points today. The first one, you know it's coming, Lifehouse. If you've been with us for a while, you know it. Journaling, you guessed it. Ding, 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 ding. Honestly, I absolutely love journaling. What it is is every day just opening up God's Word and saying, God, what would You say to me today? And as you do that each day, You know, day by day, it might not seem so significant. It might not seem that big. But I tell you, every day as you open your heart and you're getting close to Jesus, you're inviting Him in, you're letting Him speak to your heart directly. Uh, I tell you what day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, decade after decade, you're gonna look back and you'll say, wow, look how much Jesus has enlarged my heart and enlarged my life because of His Word, His power, working in me. I really want to encourage you, if you haven't started journaling, if you're not reading the Word of God, if God's not speaking to you daily through the Bible, why don't you come and join one of our connect groups? We would love to teach you how to journal. We would love to help you to hear the voice of God for yourself. So each day together, we can be enlarged a bit more, a little bit less of us and a little bit more of Him. Which leads to my second way is Come be a part of church community. Uh, really engage in church, whether that's online, in person, doesn't matter. But whichever way you're experiencing church, don't just be a consumer. Come on, it's great to start there, but don't stop there. Come and be part of community. Come and join our Bible Connect group. We got online Bible Connect groups, we got online dream teams come and be a part of community, come and be a part of serving together because life is better together. And I think especially with matters of the heart, if we wanna keep enlarging and growing, of course, the most important thing is that we're getting God's Word into our hearts, but I think it helps so much. And it's been such a benefit in my life to have great Christian leaders and great Christian friends that can see things in us that we can't see in ourselves. And I think that's just one of the many blessings of being a part of church community, is being around people that love God and love you enough to speak into your life and to call you to live for bigger things. I want to share a moment Uh, We're a great Christian leader, great Christian friend. Um, Pastor Rod Plummer, our senior pastor, um, really spoke into my life and and helped me to grow and enlarge. And I still remember this conversation to this day day and this is when I just become a youth pastor in uh, Tokyo lifehouse Tokyo we love lifehouse Tokyo and uh, this was in 2011 okay um, and I was a I was 21 I was newly married and I was just become a youth pastor and I I had a lot of flaws. I had a lot of lessons to learn, but I I was passionate. I tell you that I was fired up for the mission of reaching people, of seeing people saved in Japan, of seeing people come to know Jesus. Um, But my passion greatly outstretched my wisdom and I had to learn a lot of lessons. I I had to really have an open heart, but I just remember I was just so gung ho, let's go reach people. But among that, I was too self-focused. I was too focused on me and the pace I wanted to go at and what I wanted to do and what I wanted to achieve. And I wasn't focused enough on really what God was leading me to do and also what um, also, I wasn't focused enough on caring for the great team, the great leaders that were around me that had the same passion. And I was pushing too hard. We were probably doing too much and doing it too often. Some of the team was getting tired. And, and I remember um, Pastor Rod called me into his office, which is actually uh, the studio now, this very room, and, um, and said, Lewis, let's have a talk. And uh, he he shared this great Bible story with me. And uh, we don't have time to go into that Bible story, but basically in this story, a a Christian leader called Joshua had to lead the people of Israel across a river. And it was a miraculous opening of this river so they could go across. But the point of the story was, Joshua stood in the middle of the river till all the people safely got across. He was the first one in and the last one out. And Pastor just said to me, Lewis, right now you're running across the river by yourself and you're not bringing the people with you. That's not leadership. I uh, said, you've got to care for the people. You've got to love the people. You've got to bring the people with you. And and, and I tell you what, that, that, that lesson has stuck with me to this day because um, I'm still, uh, you know, hopefully I've gotten a little bit wiser and a little bit more passionate. So I'm still pretty passionate about reaching people, pushing forward. But I also have this great heart now to care for our team, to love our leaders, to love our dream team, to see them serve with joy, to see their lives lifted and blessed. And that lesson is still working in my life to this day, uh, you know, more than a decade later. So I really want to encourage you, Get into church community. Get around great Christian leaders and Christian brothers that can speak into your life and see your life enlarged to do more for God, to be more generous, and to experience more of what God has for you. So come on, let's continue to get closer to Jesus, grow in generosity, bigger hearts and bigger lives. Let's pray. God, we thank You for Your Word today. We thank You that Your heart is to be with us, Jesus, but Your heart is to see us enlarge and grow so we can be more generous, we can take hold of more of the purposes that You have for us. So right now we pray, Jesus, that we continue to look to You, have an open heart each day to hear Your Word through journaling through Your Word and would get around great Christian leaders, great Christian brothers and sisters who are gonna help us and encourage us to grow faster and bigger with you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen but maybe you're listening to this and you've never made a decision to believe in Jesus or maybe you've walked with Jesus but if you're honest, you've gone away and you wanna come back today. We wanna, I would love to give you the opportunity to receive Jesus in your life, to come back to Jesus. I would love to pray for you. Jesus has done it all. He took all of our mistakes, all of our sins onto His shoulders, died on the cross, rose back to life three days later. He's a living and powerful God today and if you simply choose to believe in Jesus, Jesus, He can come into your life, set you free and start to enlarge your heart to live out the big, generous life He has planned for you. So right now, if you want to believe in Jesus for the first time or you want to come back to Jesus right now in your heart, just say yes. Yes, Jesus, I believe. Yes, Jesus, I receive. Go, we thank you for all these people right now who are putting their faith in You, inviting You in. We pray as their hearts open up, that You'd come into their lives, forgive them, set them free. We thank You, Jesus, that from today You are with them, leading them each day to grow in their lives, to see more of You in their lives, more generosity, a bigger life for You. In Jesus' Name we pray, Amen. Come on, guys. Let's keep leaning into Jesus together. Let's keep seeing our hearts enlarged and being a part of the big, generous lives, God wants us to live. Be blessed and looking forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks for listening today. We hope that God was able to speak to you through the message. If you consider Lifehouse your church home or if you were blessed by these messages, then why not consider generously supporting us? Simply go to mylifehouse.com/give and find the giving way that works best for you. Have a blessed day and we'll catch you all next time.